Welcome to Day 15 of the Bible 365 Podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and if you haven't had a chance yet, go check out that bonus episode that went up yesterday on the book of Genesis. I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy it. Today, our readings are going to be from Genesis chapter 31, verses 17 through 55, and chapter 32, verses 1 through 12, Matthew chapter 10, verses 24 through 42, and Matthew chapter 11, verses 1 through 6, Psalm chapter 13, and Proverbs chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. The translation I'm using for this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Genesis chapter 31, verses 17 through 55. So Jacob arose and set his sons and his wives on camels. He drove away all his livestock, all his property that he had gained, the livestock and his possession that he had acquired in Paddan Aram, to go to the land of Canaan to his father Isaac. Laban had gone to shear his sheep, and Rachel stole her father's household gods. And Jacob tricked Laban the Aramean by not telling him that he intended to flee. He fled with all that he had and arose and crossed the Euphrates and set his face toward the hill country of Gilead. When it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob had fled, he took his kinsmen with him and pursued him for seven days and followed close after him into the hill country of Gilead. But God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream by night and said to him, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. And Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country, and Laban with his kinsmen pitched tents in the hill country of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What have you done that you have tricked me and driven away my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee secretly and trick me and did not tell me, so that I might have sent you away with mirth and songs, with tambourine and lyre. And why did you not permit me to kiss my sons and my daughters farewell? Now you have done foolishly. It is in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. And now you have gone away because you longed greatly for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I thought that you would take your daughters from me by force. Anyone with whom you find your gods shall not live. In the presence of our kinsmen, point out what I have that is yours and take it. Now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two female servants, but he did not find them. And he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's. Now Rachel had taken the household gods and put them in the camel's saddle and sat on them. Laban felt all about the tent, but he did not find them. And she said to her father, Let not my Lord be angry that I cannot rise before you, for the way of women is upon me. So he searched but did not find the household gods. Then Jacob became angry and berated Laban. Jacob said to Laban, What is my offense? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? For you have felt through all my goods. What have you found of all your household goods? Set it here before my kinsmen and your kinsmen, that they may decide between us two. 
These 20 years I have been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried, and I have not eaten the rams of your flocks. What was torn by wild beast I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it myself. From my hand you required it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. There I was. By day the heat consumed me, and the cold by night, and my sleep fled from my eyes. These twenty years I have been in your house. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flock, and you have changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac, had not been on my side, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. God saw my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you last night. Then Laban answered and said to Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, the children are my children, the flocks are my flocks, and all that you see is mine. But what can I do this day for these my daughters or for their children whom they have borne? Come now, let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it be a witness between you and me. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. And Jacob said to his kinsmen, Gather stones. And they took stones and made a heap, and they ate there by the heap. Laban called it Jagar Sahadutha, but Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, This heap is a witness between you and me today. Therefore he named it Galid and Mizpah, for he said, The Lord watch between you and me when we are out of one another's sight. If you oppress my daughters, or if you take wives besides my daughters, although no one is with us, see, God is witness between you and me. Then Laban said to Jacob, See this heap and the pillar, which I have set between you and me. This heap is a witness, and the pillar is a witness, that I will not pass over this heap to you, and you will not pass over this heap and this pillar to me to do harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac, and Jacob offered a sacrifice in the hill country and called his kinsmen to eat bread. They ate bread and spent the night in the hill country. Early in the morning, Laban arose and kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then Laban departed and returned home. Genesis chapter 32 Verses 1 through 12. Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's camp. So he called the name of that place Maenaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir, the country of Edom, instructing them, Thus you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male servants, and female servants. I have sent to tell my Lord, in order that I may find favor in your sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and he is coming to meet you, and there are four hundred men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. He divided the people who were with him, and the flocks and herds and camels, into two camps, thinking, If Esau comes to the one camp and attacks it, then the camp that is left will escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord who said to me, 
return to your country and to your kindred, that I may do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two camps. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, that he may come and attack me, the mothers with the children. But you said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. Matthew chapter 10, verses 24 through 42. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Matthew chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Psalm chapter 13 How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? 
How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Lift up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. We're going to pray now, you know, what we just read in Genesis with Jacob, there's a shift that's about to come. We're going to talk about that. And I also want to hit on one thing that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10. But let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And I just thank you. You're so good. I thank you that you can take your scriptures, your word, and give us insight, give us understanding. I thank you that what was written is so applicable for our lives today. Lord, I I pray that wherever people are, that they're listening to this, they're hearing your scriptures, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that is soft and receptive to your word. Lord, I thank you for what you've done for us through the cross and the resurrection and for the hope that we have in you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We're going to go ahead now and talk about Jacob. Again, it feels like we're talking about him all the time, right? But this is going to be good today because there is a shift that is taking place in him. And you almost feel like it's happening quickly, but this is not. It's been a 20-year process from when he left his house. So it's actually been going on his whole life. So, you know, you got Jacob, as we've said before, his name means deceiver. Wasn't really a good guy, had some character flaws. He's on the journey, works for his uncle Laban. He's experiencing some hardship, some challenges and difficulties. And now he is terrified because he's about to face his brother Esau, the one he stole the birthright from, he stole the blessing from. Esau was hated Jacob, angry. And now he is about to have to face his fear. Uh, He's he's concerned that, you know, he's going to attack. He's coming with 400 people. He sends this real nice message to Esau, obviously trying to appease him or try to get it to discern where he really is. He's like, hey, go say this to him. Uh, Say this to my Lord Esau. Thus says your servant Jacob. That doesn't sound like the, the Jacob that left, that took the birthright. Doesn't sound like the Jacob that when he was born, the twin, he was holding on to Esau's heel, which literally meant uh, he cheats. But now look here in 32 verses 9 through 12. This is so beautiful. And this passage, this prayer is about to um, position him for an incredible encounter with the Lord. 
And I cannot wait to talk about that when we get to that reading. Let's, let's talk about this for a minute. Jacob said this in verse 9. We're going to read verses 9 through 12 and we'll break it down. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, Return to your country and to your kindred that I may do you good. Now look at verse 10. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff, I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two camps. You know what I I hear here? (laughs) What I hear here? I see here humility. I don't see a man trying to deceive. I see a broken man, a broken Humble person is a dangerous person in a good way. They, they are positioning themselves for something powerful to happen. And then he says this in verse 11, Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he may come and attack me, the mothers with the children. Now we see him imploring the Lord for deliverance. And then he says this in verse 12, But you said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. Let me break this down now again. He doesn't just come in in his prayer. He doesn't just come in and say, God, you said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. I know a lot of Christians that run around quoting scriptures and claiming the promises of God and they're arrogant, they're cocky. They got issues in their life. Maybe they're immoral. Uh, you know, they still have, you know, patterns of deception in their life. And yet they're sitting there spouting off the word, quoting the word. And they're not humble. They're not contrite. And I also, on the flip side, I've met a lot of Christians that they stay in this place of just unworthiness. They walk around. They have no expectation of faith or hope. They're somber. They're downcast. Uh, they live under condemnation. And with Jacob in this passage, you see it all. I want all of this in my life. I love this, this humility. I'm not worthy. It sounds like that prodigal son we'll read about when we get to Luke. I'm not worthy of the least. And, but then he shifts. But you said, he holds still fast to the promise of God. Some of you that are listening right now, maybe you've been arrogant. Maybe you've been um, arrogantly just spouting off the promise of God, but yet there are issues in your life. Your character is, doesn't look like the character of Christ. You don't have the blessing of God in your life. You don't seem to have the favor of God in your life. I want to encourage you to humble yourself. Look at the life of Jacob. Let it be an encouragement to you. There's something powerful about this part. I'm not, we're not worthy. It's because of what the Lord has done, because he went to the cross, because he paid the price for our sins, that we have, come on, we have salvation, freedom, healing. And I also want to talk to those of you who are, you're always downcast. And listen, when the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Get up, receive forgiveness, embrace your righteousness, And go hold fast to the promises of God. But you said, I will surely do you good. And then grab the promise of God. Speak the word of God over your life. Now, if he can do something like that with Jacob, imagine what God can do with someone like you and I. 
Now, I wanted to talk a little bit out of Matthew chapter 10, and really I was going to hit on verse 37 where Jesus said, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. I love this because Jesus comes in and breaks through everything. And I feel like in America, we have, you know, you've got soccer and you've got softball and you've got, you know, football and, you know, we got our travel ball and you got our social clubs and you got your work and then you got, you know, you got your church over there and then you got, you know, some school or college over here. And I hope you see what I'm doing. We have all these different compartmentalized areas of our life and you got Jesus over there and Jesus comes in and says, hey, I want absolute loyalty, allegiance. I want to be the first above everything. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. We're talking about Jesus, the son of God. And as we're doing this journey through the Bible, I want all of us to be able to maybe see God, see Jesus in a way we never have before. I'm praying that it'll just rock every single area of your life. Uh, I feel like I didn't do justice by just saying that little blip out of Matthew 10, but we're just getting started in the gospel, so there's there's going to be a whole lot more we're going to say. I hope you have enjoyed our reading today, and um, if you do enjoy it, if you listen on Apple, if you would, if you could, uh, if you wouldn't mind maybe giving it a review or rating it, that I'd really appreciate it. And uh, again, yeah, I've enjoyed it today. I will see you tomorrow with day 16.